Welcome to the Profit Fantasy Football Show. Everything NFL and fantasy football related all season long. With your hosts, Calvin Wright and JT Runke. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Profit Fantasy Football Show. It's week 10. The season is flying by and we've got starts and sits. We're going over each game, talking about which players you need to be getting into your lineup, which players you need to be sitting. Uh, it, it was a rough game last night. We're going to spare you the uh, the pain of going over that. JT, did you even watch it? Um, I watched about a half of it and then uh, decided to turn it off. I was, I was content um because i bet the first half under which was 19 and a half the first half ended up being 19 points and i said good for me and i i turned it off i was like that i'll take my win where i can get it and uh we'll go from there so you didn't you didn't miss much in the second half it was one of the few games i've watched where i watched the entire game and if i had to tell you one thing that happened in the game right now i don't i can't remember anything from the game it was just three-yard pass in completion the entire game. And it's it's frustrating because now we've got all these buys. And when we look through the matchups, there are a lot of games that could be similar to the Thursday night game. We've got a fantastic Sunday night matchup between the Jets and Vegas. Then I know everyone's going to love Buffalo versus Denver in the Monday night slot. So an exciting week of football here. Starting things off. I'm not even going to ask starts and sits for this matchup. Indianapolis, New England is in Germany. I'm going to ask you straight up. Is there anyone you are starting besides Jonathan Taylor? Anyone else? Yeah, I would consider Ramondre Stevenson a good start in this game. Okay. Um, they're going up against a Colts defense that over the past couple of weeks has just not been great against the run. They've been playing a lot more uh, zone coverage, which is going to be in Ramondre Stevenson's favor. I think that if they are going to win this game, it's going to have to be through Ramondre Stevenson in that in that short passing game. So I, I would consider Ramondre a pretty decent play this week, especially if you're looking for a flex and, and you're not trusting that that last week performance. I think that continues this week, and I think he's a decent option. What about the wide receivers, Michael Pittman and Josh Downs? Josh Downs, what's... Let me see the latest on his injury. Um, not practicing Thursday, so I would expect him to miss this game, especially it's a little earlier and they have to travel. So that leaves Michael Pittman as really the main wide receiver option. He's been pretty consistent with Gardner Minshew. The New England Patriots, they aren't a smash matchup, but they're not exactly a, a tough matchup. They're right in the middle of the pack kind of for, for wide receivers. Do you like Michael Pittman this week? I mean, yeah, you, you totally have to keep riding with Michael Pittman regardless of matchup. I mean, he's a top 15 wide receiver in fantasy this year. If Gardner Minshew is going to throw the ball, it's most likely going Michael Pittman's way, of course, with Josh Downs. That can complicate things as he probably will be uh, double covered more in, in this matchup. However, like also with Josh Downs also out, there's not really a lot of better options to throw to. So I think Gardner Minshew is probably going to be targeting him uh, early and often this week. So yeah, I, I think you continue to roll with Michael Pittman. There's a, a wide receiver for the Patriots rostered in 49% of sleeper league. So he's out there. Demario Douglas. I'm not starting him this week against Indianapolis but I'm rostering him in case the volume continues. Over the past three weeks, six receptions, seven, seven. Yeah, this, I, I, this offense needs to feature someone. 
I, I especially with Kendrick Bourne being on IR and a lot of these other guys either just not good and old veterans <laughs> or um, hurt. Like Pop Douglas is is a guy that is also on my radar. He's rostered in as many leagues as I could get him in because I think he could have a late season emergence here as Mac Jones really is having a, another pitiful season. So um, could we see maybe Demario Douglas kind of come out and, and could this be the coming out party for him possibly? So um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one that I think he needs to be rostered. It's worth noting they get this game, then a buy. They might redesign, make him a featured point of the offense. Then they get some very, very nice matchups. The Giants, the Chargers, Steelers, who are actually a pretty good matchup for wide receivers. If if he really does emerge, it would be four weeks of a row, four weeks in a row of wide receiver one, you know, production, then I, I think we could start him. And I think for the first time ever, we have a caller in, someone asking a start and sit question. So we will go to the phone lines and see how on earth this works. Uh, We've been trying to uh, get this going for a few weeks, see if we can get live callers. So Sam, welcome. Where are you from? Uh, Long Island, New York, uh, attending Wake Forest University right now. So, yeah. Nice, nice. What's what's your record this year in your main league? Uh, Six and three. Uh, started off a little bit slow. Now I'm just trying to buy low on uh, some superstars. Hopefully that could uh, take me to the promised land. All right. Very nice. And what's very your nice. question for us today? So it's not exactly a start sit question, but it's uh, going forward, the tight end position. So that's like my one weakness on my team. Right now I have Kyle Pitts. But uh, is there any anyone I should be trying to target? Because obviously I'm not trying to give up a premium for a guy. Uh, like Andrews, Hawkinson, or Kelsey right now, but at the same time, I don't, I don't feel great uh, starting pits the rest of the season. There's some guys available in a lot of leagues that you might want to target. Maybe Cade Otten if he's out there. Uh, maybe see how the owner of Taysom Hill feels. I think that we've seen a month of production. I think that you can trust him a little bit more. And there's a bye week coming up for. For the Saints, they might need to make a trade and get someone who's not on by. JT, are there any tight ends that you think are, are worth targeting? I mean, yeah, if you're looking spe- specifically, if you're looking for a trade, I think there's a couple options out there that you can buy. Um, Dalton Schultz is one that I don't think is going to come at a huge premium. Obviously, Dalton Schultz is, is getting a lot of targets from CJ Stroud, who looks like he's absolutely on fire <laughs> this year so far. Um, so I would consider him a good one if he's out there jake ferguson is also a really good option he had an impressive week um for in dallas as well um could be on your waivers but also could be a good option to buy low on obviously with kyle pitts you're kind of just looking for any more target consistency than than what kyle pitts has so those are two that you're probably not going to break the bank if you want to go out and and get them um and, and see what their offers are yeah, and I'll second, I really do like that uh, Schultz pick uh, trade, especially Houston. They get Cincinnati, the worst defense against the tight end. Uh, they, they're facing them this week. So you'd, you'd get a week of really great production. You wouldn't have to wait. Do you trust Stroud as like a viable option moving forward? Or uh, do, you think, do you think it's like kind of a little bit of a fluke these past two years? I mean, personally, I, I think I think CJ Stroud is the real deal. Um, as someone who who watched him at the combine and also just seeing him now with with where he is at Houston, um, 
this offense, when he is able to get good protection from his offensive line, which he has had the last three weeks, he's been able to to look like a superstar and absolutely ball out. So yeah, I'm buying in on CJ Stroud and um, going forward. Like if you have Nico Collins or Tank Dell or Dalton Schultz, like I, I'm trying to get as much of that as I can because. Obviously, Damian Pierce in this running game is not really an option for them right now, and, and it's all through C.J. Stroud. And I will say as well that, yes, last week, 40 points. Don't expect that sort of production every week. But before that, it, it's not like he was this scrub, and it's not like he wasn't one of the best college quarterbacks that we've seen over the past few years. He's shown the flashes. He he showed it in college. I think that this is a, a glimpse of what is to come for Houston's offense. So I, I like buying in now. All right, I appreciate you, boys. Have a good Friday. Thank you. Thanks, Sam. Glad. Well, that was that was uh, that was interesting. We've never done that. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I know, right? Um, yeah, tight end is tough this year. Uh, we've we've got more people to call. Will uh, <laughs> I'm not quite sure how to go through this. I guess we'll do one more matchup and then take another call if that sure. makes sense. Um, Cleveland and Baltimore. We got Lamar Jackson versus Deshaun Watson facing off. Deshaun Watson looked a, a little bit better last week. Um, you got to still think that the injury is is bothering him. He said it's a work in progress this season, still not 100%. But with Deshaun Watson out there, how are you feeling about the pass catchers? Um, I think the really only one that you can continue to trust is Amari Cooper because I think he is going to get his due. Um Obviously, it's a tough matchup against this um, this Baltimore Ravens team that is just kind of on top of the world right now. They are the best team. They're the hottest team right now. Um, I'm not expecting wide receiver one production from Amari Cooper this week, but you kind of have to start him because this offense is going to have to go. Um, they're going to have to they're going to have to throw to someone, right? And I think Amari Cooper mm-hmm. is the best option. As for the running backs for Cleveland, Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt, I consider them both sits this week. They're going up against the Baltimore defense that let um, Kenneth Walker only have about three fantasy points last week. So no. not not a great option this week, in my opinion. The and Baltimore, they have shown the ability to just destroy you know not just yep. win but destroy they destroyed detroit they just destroyed seattle cleveland they have a good defense but if Deshaun watson comes out and has one of his the, the sort of games he had weeks one through eight this could get ugly quickly in which case you're not going to be happy with any of the running backs i agree there now gus edwards justice hill mitchell it's a weird timeshare gus edwards he's not seeing the bulk of the volume but he's found the end zone you know, three, four, five, six times in three weeks. Justice Hill, he's getting the majority of the work, but, or at least last week he did, but it's not resulting in fantasy production. And then Mitchell, who is now banged up with a hamstring injury, he looked like the best running back. Personally, I think I'm starting Gus Edwards and just leaning on the volume in, in near the goal line. But yeah, I mean, is there I, a running back there you like more? Yeah, I was going to say, like, if you're going to pick one right now, Gus Edwards is the one. Justice Hill, I think, has found his way to the bottom of that that trio right there. Mm -hmm. Um, As Keaton Mitchell looked a lot better this week. The problem with Gus Edwards is that his fantasy production has been very inflated. Scored five touchdowns in the last two weeks. (laughs) Um, However, he only had five carries last week against Seattle. So, like, 
it, it's not like he was he was he was being very yeah. productive on the ground. Um, if you're if you're looking for a pretty low floor but insane ceiling potential, like Gus Edwards is is a guy that if you're if you're desperate this week with so many good teams on by um, for for a breakout performance, um, I, I would. I would consider playing him. Yeah. Just because of the scoring potential. You, you hate trusting that sort of insane pro- touchdown production, but I think it's going to happen again this week. I, I really do. Now, Lamar, despite two down performances where they just didn't need to throw, he's, I think a must start. Same with Mark Andrews, but the wide receiver Zay flowers. What is your take on this? Because I was very high on him. It started. The season was great. If you drafted Zay flowers, Past three weeks, you've been very disappointed. Against this defense, I think I'm taking him out of my lineup officially. What are you doing with Flowers at this point? Yeah, it's tough, right? Like, if you could afford to take him out and sit him out this week, like, I, I, w- I would think that's probably the way to go with him. Um, but I, I still continue to, to believe in Zay Flowers this season. Um, he's a guy that I think does have the potential to have that wide receiver one opportunity. And and, um, I think last week, definitely it was just a week where the ball goes Mark Andrews way. They run the Mm -hmm. ball a lot and then you're up 21 points and there's no reason to throw the ball anymore. Right. Um, So for me personally, I think that um, say flowers still is in that wide receiver two range. If, but if you can afford to sit him this week, the matchup isn't great going up against a really nice uh, Brown secondary. So if you can afford to, I, I think, I think you sit him. Yeah. And that would be my fear that this is once again, a game script. They don't need him. Then I'm buying low with Cincinnati, the chargers, Rams, Jacksonville, San Francisco, Miami, all game scripts. will be very different from the past three weeks for the, for this offense. I, I hope at least, yeah. Uh, Aiden, uh, we have you calling in. How are you doing today? I'm I'm doing good. How about you? We're doing well. Good. Uh, yeah. good How, where are you calling in from? Um, New York, New York. All right, very nice. You got a, a situation at the quarterback, but uh, <laughs> what's your question for us today? Okay, so mine it's kind of a start set, but kind of a trade. So I have CJ Stroud. Joe Burrow and Kyler Murray all on my team. And like okay. I think all three of them are very, very startable, very viable starting quarterbacks. And I'm looking I got a trade offer which was AJ Brown and CJ Stroud for Tyreek Hill. So okay. do I do that and like test my luck with Kyler Murray or CJ Stroud? Or do I just keep AJ Brown and Joe Burrow? Oh, that's it's it's essentially so the trade is for C- is CJ Stroud and AJ Brown for Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's a tough one because I do think out of the 3 right now, I like CJ Stroud the most right now just because like him and in, him and Joe Burrow are very comparable in my in my opinion right now in terms of fantasy. Um and you're really I mean you do have a, a lot you're you do have a lot of depth at, at the uh, position right there, but at the same time, how how much more are you are you trading? Um, how much more value are you getting back? Right, I oh. think currently right now with with the way that this Dolphins team has been playing and, and the way that this Eagles team has been playing, AJ Brown and uh, Tyree Keel are very comparable players right now. I think they both have the same solid floor of twenty five points per game. 
does Tyreek Hill maybe get you uh, maybe maybe better ceiling of eight points or so? Probably, um, but is it worth giving up one of those quarterbacks? That that's that's where I see that right now. Um, I, I say I think it could go either way because certainly you have depth at the position. I would be looking probably to more move a, a Joe Burrow or a Kyler Murray yeah. for some from some extra depth on, on the back end. Yeah, I would agree. I'd trade one of the the quarterbacks for a lower end wide receiver and and try to keep AJ Brown. The the difference between Brown and Hill is not worth giving up that quarterback depth, I don't think. Especially it's not like you're buying yourself a week because they're they're both on buy week 10. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, "Oh, well, I get an extra week. I don't have to worry about the buy." That's where I would I would probably try to get a low end depth piece for a quarterback. Russell, Maybe not even that low end. If you look at like the remaining strength of schedule, AJ Brown's schedule is significantly harder than Tyreek Kills, though. That like, is AJ true. Um, that is true. I, I I think though either way, like it, it, he's going to get his. You know, the same way Tyreek's going to get his. AJ Brown is a special wide receiver, um, and I think pretty much matchup proof in my opinion whereas Tyreek yeah. like this Eagles team is, is at least for the offense is pretty matchup proof where you, you've seen the Dolphins team struggle against good teams um so whereas the, this Eagles team might struggle I think AJ Brown still has the potential to put up 18 to 22 points a game whereas if this if this Dolphins team struggles like you saw last week Tyreek Hill's going to put up 12 points you know Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, how is your team not doing well? Because I, I think if your team is doing well, there's no real reason to switch things up. If it's the sort of thing you just need some wins and having that little bit of extra upside is going to change your season round, then I understand doing it. But if your team's doing fine, I say you stick with what you've got. Um, so I'm in a league where we like play the league median every every week. Okay. And I'm currently seven and eleven. So. Okay. I'm in uh, ninth place out of twelve. Top six make the playoffs. Well, what I can say is I started off zero and ten, and I've been seven and one since then. So, on a bit of a hot streak right now. Yeah, I mean, I would continue to ride that hot yeah. streak and see if you can trade Joe Burrow for maybe a a extra running back or a wide yeah. receiver two, or maybe pair that. I don't know what your tight end situation is, but if your tight end situation is bad, maybe pair that with Joe Burrow to upgrade that tight end situation. Um, because I, like you said, like this is the time where teams that, that do have this league winning potential start to start to get hot. So, and Tyreek Hill, I will say he does face the jets twice this season remaining on the schedule one in week 12 one in week 15 those are all games where there's potential for very low scoring the Dolphins offense doesn't do what you want them to do and you're frustrated with Tyree Kill we have not seen that sort of volatility for this this Philadelphia Eagles offense um there were a few games where he wasn't getting the targets and he and Jalen Hurts uh they talked on the sideline it made some made the media happy and and they fixed it ever since. So I think I'd stick with Brown and move one of the quarterbacks. Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you very much for calling thank in. You. Have right. a good rest of your week. Good luck in week 10. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's tough when you've got basically the number one and two wide receiver. Um, that's that's a tough situation, but yeah. I think his team I think his team will be fine. It sounds like he just started off slow because that's 
I don't know how they let him get all those quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, Houston, Cincinnati. This one, in my eyes, for the Bengals, it's pretty simple. Except for if everyone's injured. <laughs> that's Yes, right? That's the case. So Higgins, they're saying he is likely not going to play. Offense as a total takes a bit of a hit. But then Jamar Chase, he injured his back last week. We don't know exactly what the availability will be. I do expect him to play, but it could at the last minute be he's out. In which case, Joe Burrow becomes not a good start, I don't think. No, especially. Well, the the thing with him, though, I think, though, is, of course, T. Higgins already confirmed not to play this week, which is a bummer. However, um, I, I definitely do think that there there is viability here with um with jamar chase still if he plays and then Mm -hmm. even tyler boyd this week tyler boyd could be in for a big time game because i think cj stroud and this texans team is going to put up a lot of points because they they cj stroud is on fire right now as i said earlier so um for me i i I think that even if they are playing from behind like you still have to play joe burrow this week because of the the scoring potential in this game and then yeah like you said if, if jamar chase plays you have to play him but then I think Tyler Boyd is a decent option this week. Mm -hmm. And I think who this also helps is Joe Mixon. Uh, Joe Mixon, for the first time in a while, has looked like actually looked good while playing football. Mm -hmm. Uh, Houston is a very solid matchup against the running backs, currently ranked 24th, averaging uh, 21 points a game given up. So it's a good matchup, and it's a sort of matchup that if the wide receivers are a little banged up, they can really focus on Jamar Chase and force Cincinnati to run the ball. Uh, And I don't think Cincinnati's game plan is to get in a shootout with CJ Stroud. I think they'd much rather force Houston to run the ball with Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary. So I like mixing a lot this week on the other side. You're pretty high on Stroud from my understanding. You're staying yeah, in the I, this week. Yeah, I am. I think that this. Um, I think this is a good matchup for him. They're going up against the defense. That secondary does have some nice pieces, but at the same time, the back end of that secondary is is not great since they lost uh, Jesse Bates and others to free agency. Um, a very young secondary, just like C.J. Stroud. Um, so yeah, I'm playing. If if you have them, I'm playing Nico Collins. I'm playing Tank Dell. I'm playing Dalton Schultz this week. Yeah, Dalton Schultz would be my favorite of the three. I think that he's he's in for yes. another massive week. That's mm-hmm. Cincinnati is so bad against tight ends this season. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it, when you get a player getting that volume in a good matchup, super excited about that. Um, San Francisco versus Jacksonville. This this is a good game. Yeah, right? it's one this of the like few good game games. <laughs> this is one of the fun uh, few good good games this week. I think. San Francisco is due for a bounce back spot. They're the more desperate mm-hmm. team in this matchup coming off a really bad win streak or lo- losing streak uh, and the buy here. Um, I think like this is, this has the potential to be a high scoring game. So yeah, y- you start all of your guys on both sides of the ball. I think the only yeah. question is like, do you roll the dice with Calvin Ridley? 
I, I think this is a week where you probably can roll the dice with him. Um, you probably have and, to with the and, buys. Yeah, with the buys. Like, I, but like, don't feel bad about it because I do think that the <laughs> scoring potential. But yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know about you, but there really isn't anyone in this game that I consider like a must start or a must sit because I think this is going to be a high scoring matchup, and I think everyone has the opportunity to to get uh, their share. Yeah, and, and San Francisco. Any players that you have on San Francisco, they're just must-starts every week. McCaffrey, yeah. Debo, Ayuk, you're starting them. Kittle. And really, apart from Calvin Ridley, the, the Jacksonville's offense has been very trustworthy. Christian Kirk has been good enough to start every week. ETN has been going crazy. Are you good with Trevor Lawrence? Obviously, it hasn't been the season we had hoped for, but he's not horrible, and there are a lot of buys. San Francisco, not the best matchup. Are you good? Yeah, with it? I mean, he, he yeah, he's going off. He's coming off the bye. Um, he he hasn't been great, um, but he has been serviceable. Like I, I like his last. It, it's not like he's been like a sub fifteen point uh quarterback this week, like or this year. He he's a he's a low end quarterback one. So or maybe a high end quarterback two. Um, and, and with with a lot of guys on bye, if you have him, um. Yeah, I, I would I would consider playing him still this week, despite um, the 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 matchup. I'm gonna make a bold prediction. Okay, you might hate this because Alrighty. you're you're a little lower on him than I am. But I think for the third time this season, Calvin Ridley hits 100 yards. Uh, heading mm. into week eight, they fed him 10 targets, 83 yards. Then they hit the bye week. I think that during that bye week, there there might have been an emphasis to get Ridley the ball. They they spent a lot. They 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 want Calvin Ridley to be featured. It just hasn't yep. really worked consistently. I think against San Francisco, the what is it? The fourth best matchup for wide receivers. Actually, you see San Francisco, you get scared. They're giving up a lot of points to wide receivers this season. Yep. I think Calvin Ridley can feast. Yeah, I I, I think especially on that deep ball, he's going to be the target there. Um, and, and that's been something that, that San Francisco has been allowing big plays like that. So yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if that happened. And I'm going against him this week, which means it's, it's, he's due. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, next game nothing is... else, the profit, the profit is going against Calvin Ridley. <laughs> so start him in your leagues. <laughs> now the, this next game is not as much fun. Minnesota versus new Orleans. Mm. Um, yeah, I I don't like anyone on Minnesota really against this defense. I mean, Josh Dobbs, the Magic, love him, but realistically, it's not going to be a good day for Minnesota. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, it's tough, right? Like, I think if there's one player that you can trust on this Minnesota offense, if he does in fact go, T.J. Hawkinson, like, yeah. I, is Josh Dobbs has been targeting his his tight ends, whether it was on Arizona or now in Minnesota when he had to come into that game. TJ Hawkinson still was heavily, heavily targeted. Um, so I feel good about him. I, I will say though, this this Saints team did get outgained um in total in terms of total yards by Tyson Badgett last week uh, yeah. in the Chicago Bears team. So I don't think that they are the end all be all. Um, but yeah, the, the only one I feel comfortable with is, is TJ Hawkinson. You, you could look to Alexander Madison if you're desperate at, at running back, because now he, he is just the, the featured back there. Cam Akers done for the season with an Achilles injury. Um, so he will get those touches in, in the, in the backfield. If there are any touches that that's the big, uh, if there, um, but still, yeah, I, I don't, 
really trust anyone besides Hawkinson on this uh, Minnesota side. After this week, I'm trading for Alexander Madison. We talked about the Cam Akers, you know, playoff schedule. Now that he's gone, that's Alexander Madison's. Uh, mm-hmm. He gets New Orleans. I think it's going to be a bad game for Alexander Madison. Then Denver, Chicago, bye week, Vegas, Cincinnati, Detroit is how he finishes the season. Green Bay. I think that Alexander Madison will be a really solid running back too in that time span. And if he goes out and gets you know eight points against New Orleans, people are going to be thrilled when you send a trade for him. They're going to yeah. yes, take him, take him. <laughs> I, yeah, so <laughs> I'm buying low on Madison after this week. Alave, yeah, you think that he continues? He bounced back last week, found the end zone, still only 46 yards. The yard is the yardage is what's really, really frustrating. Minnesota, the matchup is not like. You know, it's okay. He should, yeah, he should it, be I able mean, to do something. Yeah, right? it's all right. right. I, 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 he's still a he's still a wide receiver too in my book. He's going to be the guy if if uh, if when it needs like it, the 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 most in, um, encouraging thing is the last four games: ten targets, mm-hmm. fifteen targets, nine targets, eight targets. So all above eight targets here. Um, and so if he continues to get at least eight targets or more, like I, I do think he has a good fantasy day. Um, so yeah, I'm not concerned about him. And the the problem has been not that Chris Olave is bad or Derek Carr is bad. They just have not been on the same page this season. Yes. But that is something that can get fixed. That, mm-hmm. That's not the sort of you know oh the season's over because of that. They they can go you know hang out, take a walk in the evening together. I don't know what you do in New Orleans. Go get some daiquiris. They can do that. <laughs> they can get on the same yes. page. It can happen. So I'm not giving up on Chris Olave. Yet the volume has been has been what we dreamed of. The yard is yardage is just not yes. there. Um Alvin Kamara, obviously a must start with his volume as well. Last week, a down week, but still he's he's been a PPR machine. Uh I I would not be shocked if he sees double digit targets again this week in this matchup. You're starting Alvin Kamara. He's been great. Are you okay streaming Derek Carr this week in a, a tough quarterback landscape? Derek Carr has been really consistent since week five, 15, 16, 16, 17, 16. It feels like you know what you're going to get. Yeah, I, I, I still wouldn't, though. <laughs> like, I, if you're if you're okay with with 15 points from from your from your quarterback, go for it. But I think there are like probably more like better options out there. Deshaun Watson or Derek Carr this week? Who are you who are you streaming? Two guys available in about 70% of sleeper leagues. That's a tough one. Um your Mahomes is on by your Hertz is on by. You're looking at I'm pr- I'm probably gonna <sighs> Yeah, when you put it like that, I'd probably go Derek Carr, I guess. Okay. Like I but like I I would personally go with honestly I'd go with Russell Wilson. Uh, okay. against or Geno Smith over Derek Carr this week. So we uh, we haven't talked about this game yet, but Derek Carr or Will Levis facing the defense that just allowed one of the best rookie games ever to CJ Stroud. Will Levis. Okay. I think I'd be right there with you. So Derek Carr, you know what you're going to get, and it's not great. <laughs> Anyone yes. else in this matchup that you're excited about? Taysom Hill, has he earned your trust finally? 
I would say so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, a he's going trade. to be, yeah, he's going to be a weird little gadget guy as he always <laughs> is. And, and against this Minnesota team, you just screams little gadget guy plays. So um, I'm good with it. <laughs> even, even when you're praising him, it sounds so negative. He's just I, so weird, man. I don't know. It just, it's gross to me, you know, like I don't want to <laughs> see Taysom Hill in my, in my tight end slot, you know, but like, I get it. Like as someone with I Taysom Hill, it. I love it because I know that it frustrates whoever I'm going against. Yeah. If Taysom Hill scores, they go, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> the, and he's not quite as little of a gadget guy this year because he's seeing more snaps than usual. That's, that's mm-hmm. what's really changed. 60 to 40 to 60 percent of the snaps instead of 20 to 30 like it was and, and that's also a years. reason why i'm not gonna play Derek carr because Taysom hill is a little is a yeah. little uh touchdown <laughs> throw goblin he passes the ball in the red zone to, to his receivers so like i like i i don't know i'm i'm not, i'm away from Derek carr do you think that when Chris Olave and Derek Carr get on the same page with their daiquiri night during the bye week, do they invite Taysom Hill, or is it like a weird kind of they don't talk about him sort of situation? I think I think like <laughs> Taysom Hill in this in this relationship is is like the the um, the mistress of of this relationship. <laughs> it's the thorn in the side of Derek Carr that is causing so many problems. Um, so I don't think he's invited. No. Okay. Okay. Well, moving on, Green Bay Pittsburgh. Uh, this is going to be one of the most unwatchable games ever. I, I'm calling it right now. I don't think it's a bold prediction. Jordan Love is going to die against Pittsburgh <laughs> defensive front. Yeah, um, I'm not. I'm not crazy about any of these. Uh, any of Aaron the Jones? Green Bay options. I mean, yeah, Aaron, I think Aaron yeah. Jones could be able to to put up some points but still like he he was producing last week and it only comes out to like 12 14 fantasy points so like yeah i'm not crazy about this however i, I may be buying in on Najee harris and jalen warren they have both yeah. put some pretty um consistent rb2 performances um against a couple teams the past three weeks um and i think that continues this week so it's, One of my starts this week was going to be uh, either Najee Harris or Jalen Warren or both of them Na- because I Najee think they, they both are getting their their due. He's no longer wearing jeans when he runs. He's he's cut no, them in their shorts. Their shorts. Yes, now. that's what his I was about shorts. to say. They're, they're <laughs> jean shorts. Yeah, so um, he's looking a little better. You know that you know just need to change of clothing. So um, he's he's doing better. The bottom line with him is that when he gets the ball, like his, his chances somehow of explosive runs of 15 yards or more are like off the charts, which is a little insane yeah. that, that Najee Harris is the guy that's doing that, but it's happening. This, um, the Steelers offensive line has looked a lot better. Um, so yeah, I, I'm good with both of them. Yeah. And this is, I think the sort of game where they could both see enough volume. And that's what scares me about all the pass catchers in this game. I think Green Bay's strategy has to be, okay, this defensive front is going to get after Jordan Love. Let's run it with Aaron Jones and A.J. Mm -hmm. Dillon. Pittsburgh is going to want to just run it because Kenny Pickett is, um, yeah. Uh, Kenny Pickett is Kenny Pickett. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Do you think that, okay, obviously I think that we would probably be in agreement after the volume that he's seen three weeks in a row. You're starting Deontay Johnson. You might wear a blindfold, but you're starting him. Oh, you don't yes, want to watch totally. the game. But he's in yep. your lineup. George yeah. Pickens, 
Mr. You know, toe tap after last week. Do you think that that squeaky wheel gets some grease or is he continue to be a non-factor? He's been a non he's been a non-factor since Deontay Johnson has been back. Yeah. And this is kind of like what I, I was I was thinking this season was going to be and why I was not buying the hype, because I do still think Deontay Johnson is the wide receiver one in this offense. I mean, since he's come back, he had six targets in his first game back, 14 targets against Jacksonville, and then nine targets last week against Tennessee, finally breaking that touchdown curse. Like, I think a lot of uh, weight has been off, has come off his shoulder with that touchdown catch. And I think he continues to see around eight to nine targets a game. And, with that, like that is the wide receiver one on a team. And George Pickens is the deep ball guy and he can make an impressive catch until last week when the catch that <laughs> you're supposed to make is, I don't know. It's more impressive yeah. that he, it's more impressive that he didn't catch that touchdown, yeah, you know, like that, that that's more impressive than catching that touchdown. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm sending George Pickens. I'm starting Deontay Johnson because I, I do think that that he is, Deontay Johnson is Kenny Pickett's uh, safety blanket. So, yeah, Tennessee, Tampa Bay, a more exciting game. I'm not okay. Just decree. I'm not starting any wide receivers on the Packers. It's bad. Okay, Tennessee, Tampa Bay. I like Will Levis for the first time ever. Are you? Yeah. Are you good with Will Levis this week? Yeah, I'm. I'm- fine with Will Levis this week. I think he looked pretty, he looked okay against, uh, it yeah. wasn't exactly his fault against that, um, that Pittsburgh team last week. Now he's going up against a much more favorable matchup. And to that extent, Deandre Hopkins, I think once again, is an absolute smash play this week, especially like in DFS as well. Like I think he has the ability to go off like he did in, in Will Levis's first game against the Falcons. Um, it, it Will Evans is playing a smart game, and that game is oh that that receiver that when I was fourteen was really good and still <laughs> is good. Yeah, let me just throw him the ball, you know. So he is force feeding DeAndre Hopkins so far this season. I see that continue against the secondary that really is not very good. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm good with him this week. I'm also good with Derrick Henry this week. I think he's going to get um, his due. And then on the other side of the ball, I'm wary of Rashad White this week just because I think this is a bounce-back game for the Tennessee defense, um, at least in the running game. But Mike Evans, I think, is also a very nice play this week. Um, I think he has a, a the potential to um, see some broken coverage and just go for a long touchdown and, and have the potential to win your fantasy week this week. So uh, it, between Godwin and Mike Evans, uh, I'm going with Mike Evans this week. Rashad White's success last week came from two touchdowns. Uh, it really did. I mean, he is, he is the new he's the new Joe Mixon. Twenty three yeah. for seventy seven yards. Like that is Joe Mixon, um, <laughs> and not maybe it's not all Rashad White's fault. But yeah, this offensive line is not a good run blocking unit. They're going up against the Tennessee team that has historically been a, a good um, run defense unit. A lot better than the last. Houston. Yeah, a lot a lot of games the past couple weeks have not gone their way, but I think this is a get-right game for them. So, um, yeah, uh, Rashad White, obviously you have to play him, but don't expect the RB1 numbers you've seen from the past couple weeks. I actually think this is going to be a good game. I do too. Like, every week you look at the games and there's there's one that you expect is a bad game but actually ends up being really fun. I think this game is that this week. Um, because yeah, it's I, I, I'd be, I'm there with you. It's certainly not the next game. 
um, that I'm <laughs> which, at. which one are you going to? Can I guess? Can I guess? Um, <laughs> there is it. Is it? Are we going to? Are we going to Las Vegas? We're we're not quite there yet. Ooh, it's okay. my least favorite situation ever in football mm. history, and my least favorite fantasy football terrorist. Oh no! Oh versus God! Versus Mr. Call of Duty. As yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Arizona mm-hmm. versus Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I want to hear it. you. You give your thoughts on this one first. It's gonna be incredible when Arthur Smith loses to uh uh will levis and then josh dobbs and then kyler murray three weeks in a row wow that's and then has to go think about that during their bye week it's gonna be hilarious yeah that that is saying something right there um look at atlanta is not a good defense at this point they they look like it but after they after I picked them up to stream against Will Levis, they've, uh, they've, yeah, <laughs> they, they've, yeah. Um, Arthur Smith has hurt you in more ways than one this season. Arizona, when their offense started the season pretty strong, and then it fell off, and that coincides exactly with when James Connor got hurt. Uh, James Connor remained limited participant during Thursday, but appears to be trending in the right direction to come off the IR ahead of week 10. He 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 might he might play, which would I think really he does the play. Offense. Yeah, I think he plays, which helps the offense. And then Kyler Murray, who should be 100%, I mean, he's had plenty of time, mm-hmm. against a defense that just let Josh Dobbs, who didn't know the name of his center, you know, didn't know anything. They let him look like an MVP. I think that Arizona is going to look really good offensively. Their defense isn't great, but I don't think it matters when you're facing Arthur Smith's Falcons. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I would agree so, with you here. I'm um, starting Kyler Murray. I'm st- And I think Marquise Brown is a smash start. Yeah, I would agree with you there. James Conner, I think, is also a great start yeah. when he does play this week. On the other side of the ball, um, it, uh, this it's tough, man. I, I, I don't even know what to say about this you team. you watch the five-minute... Like monologue about Arthur Smith had about why Bijan isn't getting the ball. Yes, and and I don't think there was a single answer in in <laughs> in that entire monologue. The the one player that I do like this week, Drake London, um, has quietly had wide retu- wide retu- wide receiver two <laughs> numbers um, the past couple weeks. And, and when he got hurt, that obviously was a bummer. But he was looking very good in that in that Tennessee game. Uh, look, I think Arizona is going to be throwing the ball a lot. This does, I still think this matchup does have a lot of high scoring potential here. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I like Drake London this week. If there is a Falcon that you wanted to play. I saw something. Apparently I, I'm trying to find it. I can't find it right now. Red zone, like uh snap percentages. Bijan Robinson is very high, very high red zone mm-hmm. touches. He's like at the bottom of the league. Yeah, so that that's crazy. Do you think that? Do you think that moving forward? Okay, I guess the question: How how stubborn? Here's the real question: How stubborn is Arthur Smith? Can Incredibly. he continue? Can he continue this after losing to Josh Dobbs? Can he genuinely continue to not give Bijan the ball? Probably. <laughs> like, uh, like I, I, I'm sorry to say it, but like. 
Uh, it, it's tough. I think maybe after he loses to Kyler Murray this week, maybe then he has he looks in the mirror, but he's going to continue to play his game, unfortunately. Guess how many carries Bijan is averaging over the last three weeks? I'm going to say eight. <laughs> you're, oh, I mean, if we round up, you're right, 7.6. Oh, Very okay. Nice. Yeah, all right. Very nice. Guess how many Tyler Algier is averaging? Like 13, 14? Uh, yeah. Out. Damn. And yeah. guess, guess <laughs> what Algier is doing with those carries? Three. Not not a lot. Yeah. 3.25 a carry. 3.8, uh-huh. 2.81. 2.35, 2.29. Do those do those efficiency numbers excite you? Maybe to Arthur Smith they do because guess I don't what? When when get it because Bijan Robinson can do so much more when he doesn't get the ball, you know? I, I but, think that <laughs> Yeah, he can really open up the field for the John New Smith then around. I yes. I can't stand this. I it's making me hate like fantasy football hate my Sundays it just puts me in a bad mood mm-hmm. uh I I don't want to talk about Atlanta anymore <laughs> yeah all right Drake well, London's you know, okay buddy, for, yeah we, we don't I have just, to let's okay move. I will say I really like young way Koo this week Ooh, I do too. I picked him up. I, my, I my, 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 my fantasy in one of my leagues, my fantasy kicker was not doing it for me. And I saw young way Koo out there and I said, you know what? He's been doing all right. So I'm going to say, I'm going to pick him up. So this, this, this game screamed, they're going to get to like the 35 yard line and stall out. Yes. So yeah, go pick up young way Koo. I, I really like him. Okay. Detroit LA chargers. Another uh, emotional game for me to talk about with, with the running backs. Hmm. Um, James, I think this Montgomery. This, what uh, happens? Yeah. What happens? That, that I honestly I cannot say. Like yeah. <laughs> like we can speculate as much as we want. We're just gonna have to see and then reassess after that. Um, <laughs> which which is scary, but like that that's really all I can offer because yeah. we don't know how much. Like we've seen that. Okay, Jameer Gibbs can handle the load, but like. Obviously, David Montgomery is a big part of this team, so and I, I have no idea. Like, they could just cannibalize each other, and and nobody is is like the the number one, and they're both just like solid RB twos, or like we can see one of them emerge and the other one gets left behind. So, in this yeah. game where it's going to be a big scoring game, obviously you're starting Amon Ra, obviously you're starting Sam Laporta, obviously you're starting Eckler, Keenan. The big the big topic is like wait and see what happens with Montgomery and Gibbs. But you take the gamble with them in your lineup, right? Because the upside. Yes, in this yes I, I would there. for both of them, obviously. Okay. Yes, I, I would. It would it would be like the stupidest big brain play for me to be like, no, not putting them in my... Because we've seen them both be able to, um, yeah. to perform, you know, and, and produce. Um, it's just that, yeah, we're going to have to wait and see. Let me make an official uh, declaration that I'm out on this player. I no longer am waiting. Quinton Johnston. Yeah. I'm done <laughs> so, with that's, you. That's that's We're, fair. I'm yeah. breaking up officially with Quinton Johnston. He he just I mean yeah. I I thought he wasn't a first round talent in the draft and has he been? I, I don't think so. So I thought that he at least once everyone got injured do something. They yes. all got injured. And he still yeah, I know. Can. it's yep. It, it it's tough. 
But your start, everyone in this is a must start if you have them pretty much. Yes, but, it's um, going to be, it has the chance to be the highest scoring game of the week for sure. Could be a Jared Goff coming back to SoFi um, in kind of a half dome, you know, like an open air dome, if you will. Um, <laughs> I, I think that's where he's his strongest. So I think it's a, it's a good week for, for both these teams. Giants versus Dallas, what won't be the high scoring of uh, the week? One team I, I could a, be high scoring. One team will not be high scoring. We know that. I have a serious question for you. I need help. Yes. I picked up Dak Prescott because Anthony Richardson and, and Justin Fields got injured. Dak Prescott has been doing well for me recently. I look at this matchup, I go, oh, Dak Prescott auto start against the Giants. But what if, what if, the Giants are so bad that they don't throw like after the first half. Do you think that I should go with Will Levis, Deshaun Watson, or Derek Carr, or Kyler Murray, one of those four guys, or keep with Dak Prescott in my lineup? The only one I would consider close to Dak Prescott is Kyler Murray, probably, because when you're saying like... This 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 Giants team, like even they ran up the score on L.A. and Dak was still in this game until the third quarter. I think they do the same here. And Dak Prescott gets about 22, 25 points because he, he throws two touchdowns. He, he is able to distribute the ball pretty efficiently. Um, but, yeah, he, he probably will be benched. And you're not going to get a, a absolute bloodbath 35 points from Dak. But I think you get a solid 20, 22. And I think that's safer than a lot of those other quarterbacks. Um I would say Kyler Murray, but the unknown factor is just it's out there, you know, um, not not my favorite there. So, um, yeah, I think you ride with Dak. All right. Now, given that you don't think it's going to be the bloodbath because they don't need to throw, does that mean that Tony Pollard gets his first touchdown since week one? One hundred and thirty six touches without a touchdown, according to Sleeper's uh, tweet. Does that finally change? Um you you would hope so, right? Like <laughs> I think week one they they played the Giants, so it comes full circle. Yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll say it. Tony Pollard nope. scores this week, sure. All right, it, just it's because of, yeah, just because he scored against the Giants, and now he scores once again against the Giants, and that's that's the only two touchdowns he's going to have on the ground is, is, I, <laughs> is against the Giants. <laughs> I think he's a really good buy low. Giants, Carolina, Washington, Seattle coming up on on the schedule. Already passed the bye. He hasn't been incredibly efficient, mostly because he hasn't had those explosive run plays that we're used to him having. Mm -hmm. But the volume has been there. The receptions have been there. If you believe in the talent at all, which I think we can't throw out the past you know, three years of saying Tony Pollard is a good running back, then I think Tony Pollard is one of the best by low candidates out there right now. Yeah, I would agree. You're starting C.D. Lamb, of course. You're starting yes. Saquon Barkley, oh, of course. Yeah. And it's going to be gross. <laughs> You're, of course, starting Dallas's DST. Yes. Do you think there's any path for success for anyone on the Giants not named Saquon Barkley? No. And I don't okay. even, I'm not even sure if there is success for Saquon Barkley. Um, I don't know. Oh, there, there probably is. Yeah. I, I think maybe. He, he gets a touchdown, but like that's you're hoping this week that he gets a touchdown. But I mean, he's been given the ball 20 plus times the last three weeks. It's going to continue. They're going to use him since he's not on a long term contract. So like from volume alone, like definitely, I think you have to play him on sleeper picks. I'm going to take the over on Wandale Robinson receptions and the under on his yards. That's 
that that's how that works. I, I agree there. That <laughs> I'm looking at the wide receivers. Well, I would uh, go yeah. eight for twenty five this week. I'm calling it now. <laughs> well, the problem is. Tommy DeVito had like five passes for negative nine yards against the Jets. The problem is Tommy DeVito. End of so, sentence. <laughs> I'm not quite sure, but we'll see. I, I <laughs> oh my god. Oh boy, Washington Seattle. This will be a fun game, I think, to watch. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think Terry McLaurin's a good play in this one. I think this is a bounce back spot for Seattle. Um, so I'm starting all those guys. I'm starting Terry McLaurin. I'm even starting Jahan Dotson. Uh, take oh, your victory lap. He, he, uh... Oh, no, no, no. I can't. As soon as I take a victory lap, he's going to become the holder again. Oh, gosh. Well, then I will because Jahan Dotson has looked well, uh, pretty good. I think this is a sneaky high scoring game. So, like, I'm starting all my guys in, in this matchup because yeah. I think I think it's a good matchup. Jahan Dotson is in my lineup, but it's a secret. <laughs> okay um, all right it's, a secret. it's on the down low all right let, let's let we can stop talking about the game so we don't put any more bad voodoo on it because we <laughs> we both want it to happen but we're not going to talk about it jets vegas mr uh fourth oh, quarter God. comeback mr clutch i know you don't agree with that um <laughs> this is start Brees hall start josh jacobs start garrett wilson start Devonte adams probably be disappointed with those two don't start anyone else is that the recipe i could see jacoby myers having a bounce back game if sauce gardner is on Devonte. you know i i think he okay. could have he could have a good day you know connell's look decent you know but yeah josh jacob start the running backs in this one um because i do think that they they are the play this week Okay, if you had to, Aiden O'Connell or Zach Wilson? Who are you Aiden O'Connell. Okay. And this yeah. is like gun to your head. Yeah, this is- <laughs> I, 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 not even gun to my head. I'll say Aiden O'Connell. Like, okay. Um, I mean, Aiden O'Connell almost took the Chargers to, to overtime in his first start, and Zach Wilson couldn't score a touchdown against them last week. So, like, that that's, that's my reasoning behind it. I think Aiden O'Connell is the better quarterback right now. Um, I think he has the better offensive line, the better weapons right now um, that are clicking more. So I'm going to go with him. Zach Wilson is started in 4% of sleeper leagues. Aiden O'Connell in only three. So there are people who have to make the battle of 3% versus 4%. Yeah, I'm not sure what what has happened to those people that they have to make that decision. But our thoughts are with you. Yes. Denver and Buffalo. Um. I think the biggest question marks are the running backs for both these teams. Mm-hmm. I would say if I had to, Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I, the one for sure. Start Javante Williams. I think Javante Williams is going to have a good week. He's been trending in the right direction. I think Javante Williams is, is the, the guy you need to trade for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, going forward. I think he is a playoff winner. Um, a league winner. And then on the other side of the ball, James Cook, like you have to start him because he's going up against this Denver team. But like, I'm, I'm, my expectations have, have faltered with him for sure. I've, I'm benching him uh, this week for Javante Williams. So yeah, I, I, I don't have a problem with that. I, uh, like, I think if I had to pick between one or the other, I'd go Javante. The floor just feels a lot lower at this point. Mm-hmm. The floor just feels a lot lower. I don't know how high Javante's ceiling is. I don't know how high James Cook's ceiling is, but I know that James Cook could see, you know, six designed runs. 
mm-hmm. that that's in the realm of possibilities. And it doesn't matter if it's a good lo- matchup because Buffalo doesn't, um, you know, call plays based on, you know, what. Yeah, and you, and you you have to you have to, to remember they just have Josh Allen. They have Josh Fournette, Allen. Leonard Fournette is is is, <laughs> no. is coming up. You know, no. which is which is tough. Um, I, but yeah. The big, the biggest one, like I think you start Cortland Sutton this week. I think you start yep. Stefan Diggs this week. Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy, an okay flyer play. I, I really feel neither way about <laughs> Jerry Judy is the player. I feel neat, like he could be good, he could be bad. Like there, there's no way to tell the outcome of that. I think he has a red zone potential, um, but then when it gets to the running backs, yeah, uh, I'm starting Javante. If you can afford to it, I think that there is a possibility that James Cook is just not involved enough to get RB2 production. Dalton Kincaid, you you riding the Kincaid train? I am, yes. All right. And then I'm on board. Gabe, I'm booking my ticket. Gabe Davis, are you starting him? Gabe, yes or no? Gabe Davis is like playing a slot machine, man. You're going to hit. Yeah. Yeah, like are, you're going to hit. For are you like, doing it? Like, no, I'm not. <laughs> okay, then you should start him. Then you I should can't. start him because every time that it's right time to bench him. No, no, off. no. It's It's... Here's what's going to happen. You go, okay, Denver, smash matchup, zero. Then you go, well, I can't start him against the Jets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so week 11, Gabe Davis is going to go crazy. Yeah, um, maybe maybe you have to start him in order to have a good week next week. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Do you like Shakira at all? He's, he's not really. Kind of nice, I mean, he, not, 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 a, not right league. now. In deeper league, sure. I think he could be a good viable option. He's had a connection with Josh, but yeah, I'm sticking to Stefan and maybe Stefan Kincaid and maybe Gabe Davis. And if you need 13 points, Russell Wilson is your guy. <laughs> there you go. Yep. <laughs> well, that that wraps it up. What a slate of Sunday games. Can't wait to start my, my Sunday morning with a cup of coffee and Mac Jones versus Gardner Minshew. <laughs> it's going to be great. I'm so excited. This weekend is really um, for the real sickos. Yeah, if un- unless you're gambling or playing fantasy, I wouldn't tune on tune into this week. Yes, <laughs> that's those fair. are the two demographics. Yes. Yep. Uh, no, no Taylor Swift. So yes, <laughs> they scheduled the worst games when the Swifties wouldn't be watching. So yep. that that's what they did. They said we can't let the Swifties see this. So they, <laughs> they put the the Chiefs bye week during this. There you Gosh. go. Well, that's gonna wrap things up. Unless you have any closing remarks, we we talked. Go go pick up Young Waku. He's gonna go off. Um, he's the guy. He's the guy this week. Joe yep. Mixon, we liked. You're staying the flames with C.J. Stroud, Taysom Hill. Any bold, bold, bold last second predictions? Um. Tony Pollard touchdown was pretty bold. Yeah, to- Tony Pollard gets a touchdown this week. And I'll say I'll say Drake London finishes as a okay. top ten fantasy wide receiver this week. All right, and I will say Jahan Dotson finishes top fifteen, but you can't tell anyone I said that. Okay, I won't. I promise. <laughs> all right. Well, we will see you all next time. Good luck with this this slate of games. We hope you have fun. We hope it's better than Thursday night. <laughs> see you next time. <laughs>